Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A Friday show for you. Coming up, Ryan Rothstein of the Philadelphia City Cast will join us. We'll talk NBA playoffs, some Nets, Celtics, Sixers, uh, get his thoughts on baseball. We'll talk some draft stuff. So that's coming up. But we'll start here. Uh, I guess we'll start with baseball. I spent a little time on the Nets yesterday. Nets take on the Celtics tomorrow in Game 3. Uh, I mentioned yesterday, and we'll talk about it here with Ryan. I like the Nets tomorrow. I think they'll bounce back. I still kind of think we're headed for a long series. Uh, I do think you know, Game 4 is where the series is going to turn one way or another. I, I think Nets win tomorrow and win pretty comfortably. And then Game 4, Nets either even it up and we're probably headed for 7, or the Celtics take a 3-1 lead, deliver the knockout punch, and probably wrap this thing up in 5. Uh, I do think these two teams are pretty close. I think the Nets will will get a friendlier whistle in their building tomorrow, bounce back, make it two games to one, and then we'll see where we're at uh, going into game four. You know, it's been weird. There's really not a flow to the series. I think the two days off in between kind of kills the flow a little bit. They had game one Sunday, two days off, play again Wednesday, two days off, play again Saturday. Uh, I think going forward, it's every other day. So they go from Saturday to Monday, Monday to Wednesday, Wednesday to Friday. Uh, if, if if necessary, obviously. So uh, I do think the Nets bounce back. Minus three and a half at Bet River Sportsbook. I do like the Nets tomorrow. And what's gotten to be an interesting playoffs here in the NBA with Middleton getting hurt, Booker getting hurt. Luka's hurt, but the Jazz are really struggling to beat Dallas. And Dallas is really kind of taking command of that series now. A lot of these series that we thought were foregone, foregone conclusions one way have kind of uh, flipped to where they're at least, if not coin flips, pretty close to that. So 
Uh, a fun playoffs. It looks like Heat Sixers in the second round. That's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Uh, although Atlanta still hasn't gotten a home game, but you'd think Miami's going to get home in that series and, and take on Philly. Other than that, not a lot has really been determined other than uh, Golden State, who's probably going to sweep Denver here uh, in a little bit. So I, I like Brooklyn tomorrow minus a three and a half. I think they get back in the series. And... Uh, you know, twenty to one, like I mentioned, to win the title. That, that this is a price I'm finally interested in with the Nets, where all year it's been six to one, five to one. They've been the favorites. Haven't really been interested in that. Uh, now that we've dipped all the way to twenty to one, this might be a time to uh, to go to BetRivers.com, go to your BetRivers app, and maybe maybe sprinkle a little on the Nets to uh, to make a run here. Because, like I said, I think this series uh, is still far from over. If the Nets can hold. Hold home court, hold serve here, which I do think they will. I think they'll get a friendlier whistle. Uh, you know, 20 to 1, that might look pretty good here in a week or so. So I like the Nets tomorrow. That's the NBA. That's, uh, you know, playoffs have been pretty good, really chalky the first couple of days. And now with the injuries, we've gotten some upsets. It's uh, it's a little more wide open than we thought it might be. I think Milwaukee's really going to have a hard time without Middleton. I mean, maybe they get out of this series, but without Middleton, I don't know that they're a title contender. And that really changes things. Uh, going forward the baseball Mets win yesterday good series against the Giants uh, look the Mets are good guys the Mets are good they, they won three out of four against a good Giants team good wins tidy wins you know bullpen's pretty good the starting rotation's been outstanding Carrasco's bounced back you know they got a pretty balanced lineup they could use one more bat they could use one more big like RBI guy but it's still a good lineup rotation's been outstanding if you could ever get DeGrom back in this mix and uh, he's going for his MRI on Monday boy if you could ever get DeGrom back with Scherzer with Bassett McGill and all these other guys uh, that would be just a it's a juggernaut of a team I mean they are really good they're to me clearly the best team in New York right now as we'll get to the Yankees again in a minute who just were an embarrassment yesterday in Detroit couldn't get a fly ball to tie the game yesterday in the eighth inning uh, but the Mets to me are really good dangerous they're going to be playing deep in October. And with the new format, you really want to get one of these top two seeds, win your division, get a top two seed, and uh, you know get the buy into the best of five round and let these other teams deal with the, the best two out of three in the first couple rounds. So it's early, but it's been a great start for the Mets. Uh, you know They just have a good vibe to them. They pitch well. You know I think Showalter brings some stability. The new owner, everything about the Mets, uh, I really like here. I mentioned fourteen to one to win the title. I think that was yesterday. They're down to eleven to one, so hopefully you got that fourteen to one at Bet Rivers, uh, eleven to one now to win the title at Bet Rivers, and still the co-favorite to win the division. You can still get a plus one thirty-five to win it at uh, to win the NL East at Bet Rivers, which is be, which is the way I would go. I really think they're going to win this division. I could see them winning it pretty comfortably, actually. I mean, obviously it's early, but. Atlanta hasn't played well. Philly has played terribly. You don't have to worry about Miami. You don't have to worry about Washington. Uh, the Mets plus 135 to win the division is still, to me, a hell of a bargain as they are in Arizona tonight. Now, that's the one thing. Their schedule's been pretty easy. I mean, they did play the Giants for four. They played in Philly for three. But, you know, second series already with Arizona. Peterson going against, was it Kelly going for Arizona, who's a pretty good pitcher. But, uh, I think you got to take the Mets tonight. I, I think the Mets are, are clearly better than Arizona. This is a superior team. I know it's a slight pitching edge to Arizona. But look, Peterson's pitched pretty well, as have all the Mets pitchers. So uh, Mets plus 135 to win the division is still a bet I really like. Mets minus 120 tonight uh, is a play for me in Arizona. That's one I actually really like.
On a less positive note, the Yankees lose yesterday in Detroit, 3-0. They had first and third, nobody out in a 1-0 game in the eighth. Hicks hit his little pop-up, a little Little League pop-up, can't get the run in. Uh, just, just I think Judge walked after that. There's a strikeout in the mix, and I'm trying to forget. I forget how they didn't get the run in yesterday, but just awful at bat after awful at bat. Uh, Gallo strikes out basically every time he goes to the plate. It, it's getting to the point where look, they're going to give him another couple of weeks. They're going to give him a, a long rope here. He's one of their core guys, but at some point, at some point, you got to put the ball in play, and, and it's just it, it's brutal to watch. It's the same team as last year where they go through these stretches where they can't score. And you could blame everything. And uh, if you've listened to the show, you know where I'm going to go with this. They had a chance to improve the roster this offseason. They had serious flaws, and they did nothing. But even that being said, and ownership did a terrible job. I think they're terribly run. Uh, as I'm looking at the uh, the recap from yesterday, okay, so yeah, Hicks popped out, Judge walked, and then Rizzo couldn't get the run in and, and Stanton ground out as they left the bases loaded and, and lost in Detroit. They didn't improve this roster. This was a team that was flawed last year. They're flawed this year. It's ridiculous that they didn't improve this team. That being said, you look at the names in the lineup. Judge, Gallo, Stanton, Rizzo, Torres, LeMahieu. Despite the fact they should have improved this team, you can't look at this team and think, you know what? They should be better. I mean, that's the bottom line. This team should be better. You shouldn't have a lineup with these guys where they're consistently getting shut out, scoring one run, scoring two runs. Um, you know, they scored four runs in Detroit on that Tuesday night game. It was because of a drop pop-up and something else. I mean, this team should be better regardless of the fact that they did a terrible job this winter. It doesn't add up. Something doesn't add up. And they got rid of Marcus Timms as the hitting coach. You know, maybe you could blame Boone. I don't really know what it is. I don't have all the answers. I have some of the answers. Like I said, it's the ownership. They're poorly run. They don't develop players uh, very well. I mean, other than Judge, who have they really developed? You know, they got Torres and... He was supposed to be this lights-out MVP candidate kind of guy. And, you know, he was for a couple years. He's really regressed. That being said, they should be better. I mean, you look at the names in this lineup, the names, the stats on the back of the baseball card. This team should absolutely be better. Uh, they are miserable to watch. They are home tonight against the Guardians. I would think this is a pitcher they could hit. Eli Morgan is kind of a soft-tossing righty. This is a guy they should be able to hit some home runs. Uh, it's a little warmer weather. Ball should travel a little better. I think once the weather warms up, they will hit a little bit better. But again, there's still something missing with this team where it's not just, you know, what did they played 15 games or whatever. You can't sit say, hey, it's 12, 15 games. It's early, which Boone tries to tell you every day. Hey, it's just one game. It's early. It's only April. No, that's not the case because this is the same stuff as last year. It's a continuation of last year. It's not 12 games. It's 175 games where they haven't hit. And they didn't really hit in that 2020, that shortened year. This is a while now where... For whatever reason, they just haven't gotten the production out of guys that you expect to produce. I mean, Judge, he'll come around, he'll hit. He hasn't done much. Gallo's done nothing. Donaldson's done nothing. Uh, Torres has done nothing. A lot of these guys have just absolutely not hit at all. And again, it's not just two weeks. This is a long, a long, uh, long-standing problem here. Where you know they went into the last weekend of the season last year against Tampa, where all they need to do is win a game or two. And not only would they be in the playoffs, but they would have been home versus Boston. They couldn't do that. They couldn't score a run. Couldn't get much going other than Stanton in the wild card game. They went through long stretches last year where they couldn't hit. And 
Uh, it has really continued into this year. They were a flawed team last year. They're a flawed team this year. And look, when you don't do anything to improve your team, you, you kind of get what you deserve. And that's kind of where I'm at with the Yankees. You get what the, you deserve. And boy, you just talk to Yankee fans. Nobody enjoys watching this team play. It's just kind of a chore to sit there and watch them for nine innings, swing and miss, hitting the double plays. They're slow as all hell. Uh, they're just, they're not a fun team to watch. There's no athleticism. There's no excitement. You know, Kiner Falefa at the bottom of the lineup can't hit. Agashioka, the catcher, can't hit. It just, it's not a great team. I think they'll be, you know, 89 to 92 wins. I think they'll come around and they'll have their moments, but just something off with this Yankee team. Uh, they are, like I said, minus 200 tonight with Tyone pitching against Cleveland. Uh, if you're looking for a bet in this game, I would say Yankees team total. After having said all that about how they couldn't hit, Yankees team total is four and a half. Uh, they should be able to score five or six runs against this pitching this pitcher tonight. Morgan's not a big time pitcher. You know, soft tossing righty. Numbers aren't good. Uh, as I pull up his numbers from last year, he's just like he's a back of the, back end of the rotation kind of guy. Uh, I would expect the Yankees to get on track here and finally have a, a you know a little bit of an explosion. I mean, you figure Gallo's going to hit his home runs at some point. Judge is going to come alive. Um, you know, yeah, he's, he's got a 5-3 ERA for his career, Eli Morgan. So this is a guy they should hit tonight. Uh, and the Yankees are going to have their moments where they get their 7-8 runs. They they haven't had them yet. So I don't know why I think it's coming tonight, but I do think they'll hit well tonight. Uh, after having said all that, this is just a pitcher that they could hit. But again, going forward, you know, good pitchers, especially good right-handed pitchers, you got to worry about this team because there's just so many holes in their lineup. There's so many flaws with this team. Like I said, the swings and misses, the lack of athleticism. They've actually pitched great. The starters ERA is great. The bullpen ERA is really good. It's just, boy, the lineup. The lineup is just brutal. It's redundant. It's too right-handed. It's slow. It's unathletic. Uh, and they swing and miss a lot. That being said, Yankees team total over four and a half tonight. I do think they'll score some runs against a uh, a pretty bad pitcher tonight. Weather's good here in the Northeast. It's actually finally got like a warm day, so ball should be carrying tonight. I think they'll they'll hit some home runs and they'll tease you a little bit. They'll get back on track and, and do a little damage against a bad pitcher. So those are the picks tonight. Um, I like the Mets. Like the Yankees team total over. Like the Nets tomorrow. I think we swept on whatever picks I gave you yesterday. I think I had the Mets and the Yankees under yesterday. So picks have been pretty good, as they usually are. So keep an eye on those. Hopefully you get those in. Go to BetRivers.com. Download the BetRivers app. See what they've got to offer. Uh, as we'll get to Ryan Rothstein here in a second. Just want to check my BetRivers app and see what we got for specials. Because BetRivers always gives you some daily specials that are that are pretty interesting and offer some value for you. Uh, Trey Young to score over 28 and a half points and to hit four and a half or more threes. So he's got to hit five threes and he's got to score 29 or more points plus 500. That's uh that's one I like, you know, you get five to one plus they're correlated. If he's going to have 29 points, chances are he's going to hit a bunch of threes. So plus 500 Trey Young to score 29 points and to hit five or more threes. That's a, that's a pretty good one here for bet rivers so go to betrivers.com download the bet rivers app see what they have to offer coming up next ryan rostin of the philadelphia city cast we'll get in his picks for the next round picks for tonight futures draft stuff mlb that's all next this is the new york city cast presented by bet river sportsbook baseball is here and bet rivers has a special offer for you every saturday throughout the season place a three-leg same game parlay of at least 25 dollars and you will earn a 10 dollar free bet 
With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the BetRivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Must be 21 or older. Available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, earlier, Ryan Rothstein of the Philadelphia CityCast joined us. We talked a little bit of everything, some baseball, some NBA playoffs, some draft. Here's my conversation with Ryan. All right, let's get into it. Will Hill, Ryan Rothstein here. Uh, Will, of course, hosted the New York CityCast. I got you for the Philadelphia CityCast a Friday morning here, and we got plenty to, to discuss, whether it's recapping uh, some of the NBA playoff games. We'll look ahead to the weekend for all the playoff games, some baseball talk, of course, and uh, – whatever other shenanigans we stumble across. So let's get into it, Will. Yeah, um, uh, as someone with a Sixers ticket, I'm worried here because basically, according to Sixers Twitter, they're like going to the finals, man. They are uh, they are fired up in Philadelphia. I don't blame them. The Philly, Philly looks good. They've hit every three, which is really uh, the most surprising development. Is they're just they're basically shooting you know 50% from three. But fun time of year. We got basketball. Baseball's back. Draft is somehow less than a week away. Usually... Uh, I have a lot more draft bets this time of year. I don't know. just kind of snuck up on me. I don't know how you feel, but it snuck up on me. I feel like there's not as much available. Uh, I think these teams having multiple picks kind of throws a monkey wrench into it too because, you know, say for the Jets example, we know they're going to pick a receiver, but they got two picks. Are they going to pick them first? Are they going to pick them in their second pick? So uh, a lot to get into. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's absolutely get into it. I've been – yeah, you're right with the draft. Like I'm, I'm not as – I feel like in tune as I have been in past years with the draft that maybe it's because of the Sixers run, not run, but just I'm in the playoffs and the excitement around them. I'm not sure, but, uh, well, it's a lot you know, of linemen. It's not, you know, there's no great quarterbacks. There's a bunch of good receivers, but I think that the lack of quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacks really make the draft. You know, you're looking for that next, whatever, Peyton Manning, yeah. Mahomes, Brady, you're looking for the next star. That's, what a lot of at least common fans. I mean, there's the draft nerds that love like, you know, the right guard for whatever team, but mostly it's the quarterbacks and we just don't have the quarterbacks. Well, you know, some of these teams are going to talk themselves and maybe they have the quarterbacks, but I think that's probably killing a little bit of the juice, a little bit of the buzz for the draft. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's a fair point. There's no big name. Like how many times am I going to hear about Kenny Pickett? No offense to Kenny Pickett, <laughs> but He's a I big just... listener to the show too. He's probably upset. Listen, he probably yeah, I'm sorry, upset. Ken. Yeah. I'm sorry, Ken. Text me, text me, Pickett. We'll uh, we'll straighten things out. All right, so let's. Uh, he's got his hands are too small. He probably, you'll probably get a bunch of typos in the text because he's got those small hands. I know. Yeah, I heard he he basically has to use a tablet and just type with both right. you know, both index fingers, pointer fingers. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, let's get to some NBA talk here, man. Where do you want to start? I mean, we can get into some updated odds in the futures market. Do you want to give me your thoughts on both the Nets and the Sixers? No, I'm going to put you on the spot right away. It's the six, okay. Sixers in the Heat second round. It's basically set in stone. Uh, yeah. What's what is the price going to be for that series? Good question. I would say, you know, if the Sixers sweep, which is what we're, I think, both assuming here. I think it's a relatively safe assumption. Um, I would say the Sixers will probably be like plus 150 to win the series. Yeah, I was thinking Heat minus 150, Sixers plus like 130. You probably figure they have the Heat a little bit over the Sixers plus home court. So maybe, yeah. you know, so what, Heat minus 170? That might be a little high, man. I would really like the Sixers in that. I think it's going to be a tough series. I think I'm worried about people. 
uh, jumping back on the Sixers bandwagon. You know, it's funny. They got they traded for Embiid. They look really good the first three or four games. Everyone's on the bandwagon. Everyone's off the bandwagon at the end of the year, and that's when they start to play well. So I'm worried people jumping back on, but boy, I, I kind of think they're going to beat Miami. I think that's a pretty good matchup. You know, Miami likes to play a half-court game. Uh, that suits Philly. Harden's, you know, passed the ball well. I think getting Harden rest here for uh, a few games, if you can get Atlanta to win a few games especially, uh, resting Harden, all this stuff, I think it adds up to, look, it'll be a long series. It's not going to be easy. But I kind of think Philly's going to beat them. I've been – I don't know what to make of the 76ers, Will, because – after the first two games, like I've been watching this team, obviously, all season long. They are not a shooting team. They're not a shooting team, okay? They cannot shoot the three. So after the first two games, they shoot 50% in game one. They shoot 48% in game two. I'm talking about from three. I'm like, well, what the hell is going to happen here in Toronto in games three and four? Then game three comes. You're down by 17 points. You turn the ball over 22 times, 10 times in the first quarter. And you somehow still win that game. Like, I haven't seen a gutsy playoff win like that from the from a Sixers team in a long time. So now I'm saying, all right, man, I, I don't know. Like, they just flipped the switch here. I, I don't know what I'm getting at with that, but I'm just fearful. I'm just fearful like doom is looming with this team, I guess, is my point. Maybe that's just my Philly, you know, my Philly blood in me a little bit, but. Your thoughts. Now, if, if Philly sweeps and Miami sweeps, they don't wait for the other series, right? They just start right away? Uh, no, they do wait. They would wait? They would wait, what, yeah. a week? Because I know the conference finals, you have certain dates where you have to start. The finals, they have certain dates they have to start. You think they would wait? I'm not sure about that. So you're saying if the Sixers and Heat series end, they don't get extra days off? I'm pretty sure they do. Like, game one of the next round – is on this date, no matter I don't, what. I'm not sure. That I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe we can get research on it. I'm not sure, though. I, I would think they start right away. Not right away, but if the, let's just say Miami, what, they play tonight, and then they play probably Sunday, and Philly plays Saturday. So if they if both ser if both teams advance by Sunday, I would think they start by Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't, I don't think they would wait another week or so. I think they would just start. I'm trying to look into it, but uh, it's hard. I don't know what you would even how you would even figure that out. But I, I do think, regardless, they're going to play at some point here within the next week. You would think, and who knows? Maybe Atlanta wins a game, maybe Toronto wins a game and extends it. But it's possible both these teams advance by Sunday and they start Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it's possible. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm not sure. I have to. I have to look into it a little bit. Um, so, yeah, the Sixers look like they're going to sweep, man, and the Heat are looking good. And these are two teams you and I were talking, obviously, before we uh, you know, pressed, pressed the, the massive red record button we have here. But uh, both of these teams are getting a little bit, I don't want to say disrespected, maybe we could say disrespected, but uh, overlooked. And I don't know, which team is, is maybe getting disrespected or slighted a little bit more? Is it Philly or is it Miami? Yeah, Philly, like I said, they, when they traded for Harden, they were a big topic of conversation, and they just they didn't play well down the stretch, and they were kind of off the radar. So I think they're both in the same boat. I think they're both kind of off the radar. And uh, Look, one of them is going to be one series away from being in the conference finals, and we can get to some of these other series because uh, yeah. without Middleton, I don't know that the Bucks are a title contender. I don't know that – I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't know that they're going to beat the Bulls, which is just crazy to sit here and say – 
boy, if you would have told me four days ago, I would be sitting here saying, I don't know if the Bucks can beat the Bulls, and I don't know that the Suns <laughs> are going to beat the Pelicans, which, again, is crazy. It's really opened up with these injuries. It, it's similar to last year where uh, all these injuries really threw a monkey wrench into it, and it makes sort of anything possible. So uh, I, I think, you know, Boston, you probably have to favor at this point to come out of the East, but I kind of think it's going to be – Boy, I think we're looking at Boston, Philly. I wouldn't count out the Nets. That We can get to that series in a minute. I wouldn't count out the Nets. I do think they'll win tomorrow. Uh, I think we're quick to just count these series out when it's 2 nothing. I mean, look, if Brooklyn wins tomorrow, it's two games to one, and they have a home game for game four to tie it up. That series has been closer than 2-0 would indicate, so uh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't count them out either. But I do think Milwaukee's in serious trouble without Middleton here with, looks like, for a month or so. Man, I, I look at the Eastern Conference, and then I'll get to the – the NBA as a whole right now in the playoffs, Boston, Miami, Milwaukee, Philly, Brooklyn. That's five teams just in the East. Out West, Golden State, Phoenix, hell, even Dallas right now, Memphis. I mean, right now, my point is there's at least eight teams that I could see winning the NBA championship. I can't remember the last time we've ever said that. Yeah, it's definitely more wide open than usual. I would probably, boy, I, I guess you could include Dallas. You didn't even include Memphis. Uh, Golden State's emergence has really been uh, a revelation. I thought they were on their way out. They looked bad at the end of the regular season. You know, Steph was hurt. Clay didn't look like himself. Draymond missed a lot of time. They've all kind of gotten healthy. It's all come together at the right time. I would, I wouldn't be shocked if man, they're back into a finals or if they're winning a championship. I think they're the favorite right now at Bet Rivers. They're around what plus three fifty to win the title, something like that. So um, plus two eighty now. Wow. It's moved a little bit. Wow, yeah. that's that's incredible. And you know what's funny? Uh, the Nets. I've been saying all year, you know, five to one, six to one is not a good price on them at all. It's way too short. It made no sense. Then they got through the play in and it went to nine to one, which was weird. Now it's all the way down to 25 to 1, 20 to 1, I think, at Bet Rivers. Um, boy, if you're looking for just a little action, the Nets at 20 to 1, I can tell you this, I've made dumber bets than that. <laughs> I love that reasoning. Um, but I, I'm with you. Like now is when I'm on board for the Nets yeah. uh, in the futures market at 20 to 1. That's the updated uh, championship odds for Brooklyn, the 76ers. They're down to nine to one. They were at twelve to one title odds before the playoffs started. Um, Memphis nine to one, Milwaukee eight to one, Miami six to one, and Boston six to one. I mean, I like all of those bets right now, pretty much. Yeah, uh, Milwaukee would be tough for me because I just don't think without Middleton, uh, the rest of their bench. I mean, they're playing some guys there with you know Connaughton and Javon yeah. Carter, and, and I think even Portis is hurt. They're just they're uh, that's a really yeah they're thin- limping. Yeah, that's a thin team. DiFincenzo's not in the mix. I mean, they have a Baca, but a Baca shot. Uh, that's a tough team. Now, you have Giannis, you have a chance. Maybe they'll get by the Bulls, but it's going to be hard to beat either Boston or Brooklyn without Middleton. We have three games on Friday night. We have the Heat Hawks, 7 p.m. ESPN. Bucks Bulls, 8.30 p.m. ABC. Suns Pelicans, 9.30 p.m. ESPN. Um, I, I think we would both agree the Miami Heat get this win tonight do you want to start with that game I I like Miami to cover and win I'll give Atlanta a game here I think Atlanta gets one home that they, they got it tonight yeah they got a good home crowd I think you know last game they were more competitive that was a tough spot for them that game one Sunday where they had to play Friday night and then they had to play early Sunday which 
look, you're in the plane. You deserve a little bit of a, a handicap. So I have no problem with them being at a disadvantage in game one. Game two, that was like a four-point game late. I, I could see them coming out game three, crowd behind them, big first half, maybe just play them in the first half because that energy can you know wear off, which – uh, is a trend I think people are on now where you, you take the team that's 2-0 down at home for game down three and you take them in yeah. the first half. Uh, you know, I'm not – it wouldn't be a big bet. I don't even know that I'm going to bet it at all, but I would lean towards Atlanta at least getting a game here. It's interesting because it's a half-point spread at Bet Rivers, so let's just call it a pick em. Um But you look at uh, – let me just go back. Okay. It's minus 115 money line for Miami, minus 106 Atlanta, both just to win the game outright. You look at the first quarter odds, Atlanta minus 140 to win the first quarter wow. money line. Yeah, they're on to so, us. Yep. They're on to us. What's it for the they're first half? A little bit. Uh, first half, stand by. The total for the game, by the way, is 221 and a half. First half, Miami plus 130, Atlanta minus 136. Yeah, so they're on to us. They're on they to are. us. I would lean Atlanta. Not a, not a big bet. I would lean Atlanta, but nothing crazy. Yep. Spread is uh, minus two for Atlanta in the first half. All right. Milwaukee, Chicago. Uh, 8.30 tonight, Oof. like I mentioned. Series is tied 1-1. You mentioned, like, yeah, maybe with the Bucks, Bucks limping right now, the Bulls can win this series outright when no one really gave them a chance. The spread is three tonight, Will. The Bulls getting three, a three-point dog. At home, I will take the Bulls plus the three. DeRozan's been incredible. Vucevic looks a little better. Uh, Caruso's just an animal on defense. Love uh, again, you got Giannis. You got the best player on the court. But uh, that Bulls, you know what else too? That Bulls crowd is going to be revitalized. Thinking, you know what? It's one-one. We have a chance. Middleton's hurt. That's going to be a crazy crowd. They haven't been in the playoffs in a while. Yeah. Uh, that that's a good, you know, basketball town. A good sports town. I think the home crowd will be significant there. I will probably bet the Bulls here plus the three. I like the Bulls. I like the Bulls plus the three. I'm interested in the money line, too. I mean, Bulls I think plus 120. Them. I think they're going to beat them. Yeah. I think even if Milwaukee wins that series, which I'm not sure they will, I think it's going to go seven. I don't know that Milwaukee's just going to you know, win this in five or six. That's not going to be an easy series. That's why uh, It's hard to believe because that was like a minus – I think it was like minus 1,400 going into game one. It had to be minus, I don't know, 3,000 going into game two. And that's, you know, they lose and, and they lose one of their best players. And the series just turned on its head, similar to uh, to Phoenix and New Orleans. Let's get to Phoenix and New Orleans because, man, this series is interesting. Obviously, Booker uh, out of the mix here for the next couple of games. Minus one and a half Phoenix right now for this game tonight as the series shifts down to New Orleans. Brandon Ingram has been... He looks like a mini KD. I mean, he just looks like he can do it all. I mean, if he continues to play like he's been playing, and I wouldn't bank or assume that, but if he can, Pelicans can can come out of this series, come out of this round uh, on top over this Phoenix Suns team who had, what, 60-plus wins. What, what do you think for Game 3 and even the rest of the series, Will? I would lean Pelicans. I think, you know, life on the line, I would pick the Suns to win the series. But again, boy, there's a good chance. This, the Pelicans can actually win this series. I mean, they, it's not impossible. This is 3-1 to Orleans going back to Phoenix. Maybe you get Booker back at some point and you just hold serve at home and you know, hopefully get Booker back Game 6 or Game 7, something like that. I kind of think New Orleans is going to beat him. Like you said, Ingram's played great. Uh, McCollum's played really well. And that's, they've done a nice job. Remember, they were 3 and 16, 3 and 17, something like that 
you know, no Zion. They've gotten off the deck. You know, they were in the 9-10 game, um, survived that, came back to beat the Clippers. Uh, they hit every shot known to man. I don't know if you watched game two against Phoenix. They were just lights out from three. I mean, they were just scoring eight, nine possessions in a row, you know, twos, threes, you name it. Uh, I kind of think New Orleans beats them tonight. I, I do too. Uh, I, I wouldn't even take the Pelicans plus the one and a half, the money line Pelicans to win the game plus 104 at Bet Rivers, the Suns minus 124, the total lowest total of uh, of the three games tonight, Friday night at 216. I, I would take the Pelicans plus 104. Yeah, uh, I, I would. Yeah, I like all the home teams tonight. I agree. I don't know how big I'm going to bet any of them. The Hawks might be the yeah. one I pass on. But I definitely like the bull. I definitely like the Bulls. I definitely like the Pelicans. Um, and Nets is tomorrow. I, I I would be shocked if they fall behind 3-0. I don't know if we want to money line them. They're three and a half. I think they're minus one sixty five on the money line, something like that. Minus three and a half. I think the Nets roll tomorrow. So I think some of these home teams will uh will bounce back here. Yeah, I do too. And and let's get to the games tomorrow because. I do want to talk a little bit more Nets Celtics, Dallas, Utah. I mean, my goodness, give Dallas a ton of credit. Um, two one series lead, and Luca's just on ice right now. The spread for tomorrow, uh, that's the four thirty game, Dallas and Utah. Utah's at home. Uh Dallas uh, excuse me, Utah's a four and a half point favorite, the total two eleven and a half. How do we not take Dallas plus four and a half, thinking they have a pretty damn good shot to even just win the game outright? Boy, it's hard to take Utah. I mean, the case for Utah would be their season's on the line, their home. Now, that line, does that line suggest to you that Luka's playing? Or is that kind of an in-between line where, you know, if he's playing, it's one line. If he's not, it's the other line, and we just put it in the middle? I think that's kind of in the middle because, boy, if you get Luka and you're getting four and a half, that's an obvious bet on Dallas. Um, I think that's kind of an in-between line where we don't know if he's playing or not. And maybe the fact that they're up two games to one now and they have home court again, maybe they can just say, you know what, we don't need to rush Luka back. If we were down two to one, we'd play him. Maybe we give him an extra day. So maybe they hold Luka out. Maybe that's built into the line. But again, Utah's just been shredded on defense. I mean, they go at Mitchell every play. Uh, Utah shot 31 out of 41 on two pointers last night. They shot 31 of 33 from the line and they lost. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's hard. that's hard to do. That's really hard to do. And you got these guys on Dallas you never heard of just banging threes left and right. Uh, Brent Brunson's been unbelievable. That being said, ah, boy, I would lean towards Utah, but but that team is an absolute mess. So that might be a stay away for me. Listen, I, if if I'm if I'm the Mavs, I think you're on to something. You you don't rush Luca back. I think at this point you say let's try and win this series without Luca. I mean, as soon as it gets two two, right? If they lose this game tomorrow, then you know, maybe that's not even in the discussion. But if you if you find a way to go up three one in this series without Luca, you know what what are you rushing him back for? Yeah, you know, you're right. No, I guess the flip side of that would be Luca comes to you and says, "Hey, I'm good to go." The trainers say, "Hey, he's good to go. He's not going to re-injure yeah. it. We got a chance to go up three one and end this thing." And then you know what? If you win it quickly, you can rest him even more. Maybe that. Maybe that's. But I, I don't know. I, I think you might be right. I think uh, if if it's fifty fifty, if he's questionable, if there's any doubt at all, you say, you know what. We're up two games to one. We got our game in Utah. Uh, worst case, we get them back for game five. We're home. Let's just be careful here. All right, let's go to uh, the 7.30 game Saturday, which is Boston and, and Brooklyn. And you already 
mentioned your your like in Brooklyn to bounce back in this series. I am too. I, I still think this series goes seven, by the way. Hundred um, percent with you. Yeah. Like I am surprised at I'm not surprised they're down two oh Brooklyn. I am surprised at how much KD has struggled. I mean, that's sort of an obvious statement. Everyone's probably with me here and how well Boston has played him as a team on defense. I've never seen him play this poorly. I've seen him play hundreds of games. I, I saw him do something I've never seen the other day. I, I, at least I don't remember. He missed two free throws in a row, which he goes to the line. You could just, you know, go get something to drink, go to the bathroom. He never misses a f <laughs> one free throw. He missed two in a row. Uh, his handle looks really bad. His handle looks really loose. You know, a lot of sort of unforced turnovers. Like you said, they're being very physical with him, which is why I like Brooklyn. And, and I've had a, a pretty good feel for this series. Um, I thought Boston would win game two. I took the Nets plus the points in game one. I have a pretty good feel for this series, I think. I'd be shocked if Brooklyn doesn't win the game tomorrow and win it convincingly. Well, not shocked, but but pretty surprised. I think, like you said, they're being physical with Durant. They're not calling it all, especially in Boston. I think he'll get a whistle tomorrow. I think the Nets will get the whistle. It's just human nature. You know, they're down 2-0. They're home. Yep. You can't be as physical on the road. Uh, I would think the Nets bounce back and win game three. I would probably favor him in game four. And I think game four is where a lot of these series turn, where it's 2-1. If the team that's behind ties it up, we're looking for a seven-gamer. If the team that's up 2-1 wins, they probably close it in five. I think we're headed towards seven still. And uh, I really hope it goes seven because this is a lot of fun. The Kyrie rivalry, Durant, you know, Boston, New York. Uh, I hope it goes seven. I still kind of think it does go seven. And I do think the Nets win tomorrow. Uh, one thing about Durant, I mean, He's one of the, I don't know, 10 or 15 best players of all time. Yeah. Should he get a little strong? Should he spend a little time in the weight room? I know these guys, as they get older, they like to shed a little weight and be a little lighter. And he's had some lower, you know, lower leg injuries, lower body injuries. He just looks a little frail. Like you can't boss, Le you, you can't, you know, bully LeBron around like that physically. LeBron will knock your teeth out. LeBron's too strong. You know, some of these guys. Uh, you know, you just can't be that physical with him. Durant, they're really physical with him, and he just doesn't have the physicality to sort of fight back. I hear you, but I don't think I don't think KD can physically put on uh, much muscle. Like you One just of my buddies was saying that type. yesterday. I mean, I think anyone can put on muscle, though. Again, you got to worry about does it affect your athleticism? Does it slow you down? I mean, there's a reason he's his body is the way it is, and I'm you know. Yeah, we're, I'm a, we're a couple of idiots on a podcast telling one of the 10 best players, you know, how his body yeah, should be just watching guts, it, though. Right. I mean, it's like a receiver getting jammed off the line where he can't get off. He's just getting, you know, they're, they're so physical with him. He's just getting, you know, beat around every single possession. Again, I, I think he'll get the calls tomorrow more in Brooklyn, but just something I noticed. The, the Kyrie fasting thing is something that needs to be factored in here, yeah. even when you're betting this game, the, the next couple games. Why is he fasting again? I, I, I know he's fasting. Ramadan. Okay. Okay. And I just looked it up because I wasn't even sure. So from what I see, Ramadan is until Sunday, May 1st. So he has another nine days of trying to figure out how to play on an empty stomach. And when does he fast? Until the sun goes down, I believe. Okay. I believe. Interesting. Yeah. I, and this is what... Uh, what time is that game tomorrow? 7.30? So maybe he can eat right around game time? I mean, I may even be wrong with that. No, I think I, you're right. I apologize to my ignorance, but... No, I think you're right. Yeah, it's, it's definitely something to think about. Yeah. All right, so we both like Brooklyn. Uh, the, the three in the hook is a little bit, you know...
it, it could be a, a closer matchup, but I, I would lean with Brooklyn. Uh, let's go to the, the 10 p.m. Eastern time start Saturday night. Let's go to Memphis, Minnesota. Then we can wrap up game four Sixers. Um, what a wild game that uh, was last night, huh? Oh, my goodness. Uh, Memphis now, Saturday night, the three-point road favorite, the total at 223. Minnesota, that was an that was an epic collapse. Which I one? Mean, they were up 20-something two different times. Unbelievable. How do you do that? Yeah. Uh, I have nothing on this game. I have no idea. That series was that, – that game was so weird last night. You know, the Minnesota home crowd is a factor. Uh, you'd have to worry about them being deflated. I guess I would lean towards Memphis. Uh, I'm afraid to lay three because that looks like a pretty even matchup, but that might be one last night where Memphis kind of broke their spirit. Uh, yep. That's a pass for me. That's just been such a, a weird series. Although, I, you know, I, I think I was right on the first two games. Last night was just such a, a backbreaker for Minnesota. I would probably lead towards Memphis just because of the way they won last night. Uh, any thoughts for you on, in terms of this one? I, I probably won't be betting this one. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I would take Memphis because for the same reasons that you said, Will, this, that was a backbreaking loss. And, you know, Memphis comes back in game two and just stomps them. I, I think it's going to be really tough for Minnesota to, to play this team, this Memphis team, well for two straight games. Like that game three was their chance to steal one now uh, and, and continue to, uh, you know, push back the inevitable, I think, and, and make it a long series. Now I think Memphis comes out in game four and wins relatively easily and, and takes that big 3-1 series lead. So I, I'd go Memphis. Yeah, I think they're winning the series regardless now, whether it's five or six. I don't, th I don't think Minnesota's got much of a chance in the series, and I don't think it's going seven. But, again, that's been such a strange series. I mean, that – they were up, what, 26 middle third quarter? And that was just, boy, you know, 26-point lead. Sometimes like the Philly, uh, the Philly-Toronto game, it takes a while to chip away the lead, and you just you know, chip away, get it to eight, get it to four. Memphis just – that game was tied before you could blink. Really strange, really a, an epic meltdown by the T-Wolves. One more game, uh, and it's the first game of the Saturday slate, but this is where we'll end with for a preview in the next couple of days, NBA. Sixers-Raptors, Sixers now, 3-0 series lead. I'm the most surprised that this is the series that's that's 3-0 at the moment. Sixers are three-point road favorites. Money line, minus 143 for the Sixers, plus 120 for Toronto. The total, 213.5. Um, I, I like the 76ers. To, uh, to close this series out. I don't love them at minus three. Like, here's my thoughts, and I told this to you before we started recording. I think that is such a demoralizing loss yeah. for Toronto that I don't know how they bounce back now, just staring an 0-3 deficit, you know, down the barrel, <laughs> if you will. Uh, no team has ever come back from a 3-0 hole. It's going to be really tough for them, I think, to, to figure out a way to get a win. Now they are at home. The crowd's behind them. They are desperate. Would I be shocked? Absolutely not. But if you're the 76ers, you got to end this thing. Like, don't, don't drag it on. Don't even give them an opportunity to steal a win back in Philadelphia for game five if they steal one tomorrow. So I'm staying away from the spread. I took the under uh, last game, and it hit relatively easily. I still like the under. This has just been a, a physical series. Wow, it hit the under. I didn't pay attention to that. The under hit even with it going to overtime? Yeah, 216 and a half. What did it land on? Uh, 205. Wow. 104, 101. 
Wow, that's that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a pick. When you bet the under, it goes to overtime, and you still cash. Crazy, you, yeah, it really is. I would lean Philly. I generally don't love getting involved in a game where it's a three zero series, just because the team down three zero, like you said, could be demoralized. But the team up three zero could say, you know what, we know it's over. Whether we win it in game four or game five, we don't have to worry about it. So you could see, you could see it going that way also. So I usually don't bet at least too big on the team uh, on yeah. a series when it's three zero. I would lean towards the team that's leading 3-0 just because, like you said, I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think Philly's kind of established their dominance here, and um, they could use the rest too. It let let him be let uh, let Harden recharge his batteries. Uh, I think we've seen some of these older guys really benefit from the week off. You know, Al Horford having big games. Some of these guys uh, on Chicago uh, played really well. I think you know, you play in the regular season. It's just such a grind. You know, two three games. A week, you know, sometimes back to backs. The playoffs having a week off like this, I think, is has helped some of these guys. So, uh, I would lean Philly here. Wouldn't be shocked if Toronto beat them, but I, I would certainly lean towards the Sixers. And uh, man, I just can't wait for Sixers heat. That would be uh that's going to be a fun one. Uh, it's going to be yeah. Buckle up, buckle up. Th- this playoffs, man. This entire postseason is awesome. Absolutely awesome. And Philly, the way they maneuvered it, it went well. They avoided the Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Boston side of the bracket. You know, everyone picked Toronto. Toronto wasn't as you know as dangerous as everyone thought. And now you get Miami in round two, which look they're a good team, they're the one seed. But uh, I think my I think Philly uh, did well, kind of maneuvering. You know who they play in the first two rounds. And look, you're gonna have to deal with somebody if you make it to the conference finals. But you know the side of their bracket they're on, I think, is pretty favorable. All right, man, good stuff. Uh, Previewing all the games Friday, all the games Saturday in the NBA postseason. Any baseball thoughts you want to get to? I think the Yankees are off today, if I'm not mistaken. No, Yankees are playing, unfortunately. They are just the most dreadful team to watch. They can't hit. They got nobody in the winter. The the offense is just brutal. They've actually pitched pretty well. Uh, I've actually been watching the Mets more. The Mets have a little juice now. The Mets have a little magic. They've played pretty well. Um, Yeah, I think the Yankees play the Guardians tonight, I think, right? I don't know. I'm just looking at the Bet Rivers wagering menu. I don't see Usually it. Usually, don't but have that a Friday off. Playing. Usually, you don't. They're have off. A... You said. Is today the 22nd? Yeah, they play. They play tonight against Cleveland. They might the line might not be up because the pitchers might not be set yet. But they play at 7:05 against uh, against Cleveland. The Guardians. The seven and the five Guardians. Guardians. Well, I didn't know they were seven and five. Okay. Uh, Mets have played right, well. Um... Yanks. Yanks have been okay. I know the Phillies haven't started well. They what six and nine something like that. Yeah, um, they were five and eight. No, they're five and eight. Okay, five and eight after yeah. thirteen days. They played thirteen games in thirteen days to start the season. Uh, first day off was yesterday. They play the. They start a series against the Milwaukee Brewers now tonight at home in Philly. The next three days. Yeah, I think but they play in the afternoon. I think I saw that. They have, they have been disappointing. The the Phillies play at seven oh five tonight. What's going um, on? What's wrong with them? I know Wheeler, his velocity was down a little. Nola hasn't been great. What's uh? Is it the pitching? The pitching, I, I know as a staff, they're like a, a five point three ERA. So the starting rotation has not been good. Nola's just been Nola. I mean, he has been a roller coaster ride since that, uh, you know, Cy Young year. He didn't win the Cy Young, but he was he was in contention for it back in twenty seventeen. And since then, he's just been. Up and down from start to start. You don't know what you're going to expect from Aaron Nola. Uh, Wheeler, he's still working back his shoulder soreness. Suarez is on the uh, the mound tonight. He's their most reliable starter, which is not a good thing. 
Um, yeah. Defense is an issue. Bullpen has been a little bit shaky. And the offense has been har- has been horrible. I mean, overall, they've been horrible. How do they like Girardi in Philly? He's he's already tinkering with the lineup like yeah. a couple days ago, well, Sunday now, you know, five days ago, like he put Schwarber in the five hole. Uh, he JT Riamuto was leading off. He moved Harper from the third spot, which I don't think you should ever do. He was batting second. And that felt like a, a little bit of like a panic button type of like decision to like, why are you tinkering with the lineup on April 15th? You know what I mean? What's this? His third year with Philly? Yeah. If it doesn't go well, I don't, I'm not like locked into that situation, but just knowing the Philly fans, the Philly as yep. a sports town, Girardi can be a prickly personality. You know, he's very uptight. Uh, yep. You know, he's not the friendliest guy. He's not, he can be, like I said, just a little uptight. I, I could see that not going well. I could see him not coming back for a fourth season. If they're like under 500, they miss the playoffs because that, that could get testy. If, you know, they had high expectations. They signed Schwarber. They spent a lot of money. Uh, I could see him paying the price if, if this season doesn't go well. $180 million infusion to yeah. their lineup with Castellanos and Schwarber. You bring in Kniebel. I mean, the excuses aren't as uh, glaring as they were in his first two seasons. So so I agree. They got a big win in Colorado on Wednesday to avoid the sweep. Yeah, I watched a little bit uh, a little bit of that game. I think, what, Camargo hit a big homer, and uh, they put up yeah, some runs. For five. Yeah, still still early. I mean, we've, it's crazy. They play so many, so many baseball games, but – uh, Mets already have like a four or five game lead in the loss column on some of these teams. I think the Mets are pretty good. If they ever got DeGrom back, I think the Mets, you know, I don't think anybody's on par with the Dodgers, but the Mets could be a really, really good team if you add DeGrom into this mix. Uh, updated odds in the NL East before we say goodbye. Braves right now at Bet Rivers, your odds on favorites still at plus 135. The Mets are tied plus 135 odds wise. Phillies four to one. Um, I still like the Phillies at four to one, but it's so damn early. It is. I just like you said. I don't know if they have enough pitching in the Mets. The one thing they do, they have pitch. They have arms every day. Yeah. Carrasco's pitched pretty well. Scherzer's been Scherzer. You know, not been dominant, but he's been really good. Uh, you know, McGill's throwing the ball well for him. Bassett's pretty good. That's that's a pretty good pitching staff. And like you said, it's early, but you can still kind of get the temperature for these teams where you're watching them every day for a couple weeks, and you just, you know, you get a feel for the pitching staff. You get a feel for everything. So. Um, like like Tampa's one where they won 100 games last year and just following the odds every day where you wake up and you check, you know, who's pitching. And Tampa's a team, you look at them and you're like, wait, who's pitching today? And they have a lot of those guys. So uh, that's one where I think, you know, early on is, is an indication that maybe they're not as good as, you know, people might think. But like you said, 10, 11 days. If these 10, 11 days happened in July or June, people wouldn't even notice, but they happened at the beginning of the season. So we all kind of try to draw conclusions from them. All right, man. Good stuff. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see how the weekend goes in the NBA. We'll keep an eye, obviously, on the Mets, Phils, Yankees, and we'll uh, we'll do it again next week. Enjoyed it, Rye. Appreciate it, my man. All right, well, have a good weekend, brother. See you. All right, thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Ryan Rothstein. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Hopefully, the Yankees can come alive here and, and act like a professional baseball team and actually score some runs. That would be nice. That would make my weekend a little bit better. So we'll root for the Yankees tonight. We'll root for the Mets, who I like. I think they'll have a nice weekend in Arizona. Uh, hopefully next time we're, we talk, it's Monday. Nets are down 2-1. They, they win. So uh, hopefully get some good sports. It's a good sports weekend. NBA playoffs, baseball, draft right around the corner. So have a good weekend. Thank you guys for listening. This is the New York City Cash presented by Bet River Sportsbook.